Welcome to ESG in 10, a podcast delving into the world of ESG, 10 minutes at a time. I'm your host, Charlotte O'Mara, Senior ESG Specialist at Fedante. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to a very special episode. Too often in the responsible investment world, we are focused on quantitative data, reporting, frameworks, and meeting the ever-increasing client and regulatory requirements. However, we can sometimes lose sight of the people and founders that are tackling ESG challenges and maximising opportunities on the ground in critical sectors, such as the agriculture and food tech sector. In this episode, we are going to hear from those on the ground contributing to shifting the dial in ESG and sustainability. Today, we are mixing things up and have Tiffany Holland, Head of Partnerships from Cultivate Funds Management, as our first guest host on the podcast, as she sits down with Dan Winson, founder at Zetify, and James Neymeyer, a precision ag specialist who has adopted the Zetify technology to discuss the ESG considerations that are necessary for responsible and sustainable expansion. Tiffany, over to you. Thank you so much for having us on the podcast today, Charlotte. Dan, can you provide the listeners with a summary of the origins of Zetify? Of course. Uh, Zetify is a wireless networking startup. And um, four years ago, as a wireless networking teacher at TAFE New South Wales, I realised that there was a massive opportunity to provide a solution globally for connectivity in rural and remote areas. Um, this came about after talking to lots of farmers and seeing what farmers were achieving themselves in, in, in better, providing better connectivity across their properties. And um, yeah, over the last few years, with help from a great team and some amazing supporters from, from with a lot of support from grants from government and others, we've uh, managed to grow a company that's solving a really big problem uh, for Australian farmers and for other people in rural and remote areas around the world. It's been a great journey that you've been on so far. And as an early stage company focused on a rapid path to market, what are some of the ESG considerations that underpins Zetify's process? I guess the, the, the key thing is that our purpose, like the, the mission and vision that Zetify has for connecting the world is very clearly aligned with um, ESG values right from the start. So the team that we're building are, are people who want to make a difference, who, who want to make the world a better place. And of course, we want to do that in a, a commercially viable way. And, and as a startup, it's our responsibility to our investors to grow quickly, to take on the biggest market possible and to, yeah, to basically dominate in this sector. But by um, by doing that in a way that, that's responsible and um, and doing it in a way that's sustainable, we can actually, yeah, we're, we're better positioned to raise capital. We're better positioned to succeed um, with modern consumers who do care about all of these factors. And we're really well possess, uh, positioned to build the team that we want to build to, to make this happen. And I know that there's been, you know, in your design of the product, you've thought about how you can ensure that that hardware is strong and doesn't, you know, break easily. And, you know, the technology that you've used to ensure that um, power is used in a really efficient way as well, which is just fantastic. Now, Absolutely. you completed a funding round at the end of last year um, with that capital to support large scale production. What does expansion look like? for you and what are some of the policies or the processes or the things that you've had to consider to manage risk 
as you move forward into this uh, next stage of commercialization? That's a great question. Um, with the capital risks dealt with through our Series A, um, we've had to still deal with on an ongoing basis the supply risk and the um, just the, the COVID world that we're now in, um, understanding what is and isn't possible from that supply chain. And in addition to that, we've had to really sort of assess, okay, if we want to be a company that's going to lead this market globally, how do we do it in a, a sustainable fashion? How do we make sure that we're partnering with the right people? So in a practical sense, that means that we've had to develop an ESG checklist. So when dealing with supply chain partners, in particular those offshore, that, um, that we're comfortable and that our investors are comfortable working with those partners. Um, and, and just making sure that we're making decisions early enough in the piece to make sure that we're not blocking ourselves from things that will matter as we scale. So we're already dealing with consultants who can help us on selecting packaging and plastic uh, for our devices that is recyclable, uh, making sure that the product is built in a way that it can be upgraded so that we can have a reconditioning program if we need to later. One of the biggest challenges for a startup is that there is a lot of uncertainty. So by understanding some of those challenges and understanding what some of the challenges might be in the next two, five, 10 years for us, uh, we can at least take some steps now to make sure that we're not removing options uh, by, by backing ourselves into a corner. So we don't know everything we need to do yet, but we're talking to lots of smart people and making sure that we're taking those sensible steps to, to be sustainable and be um, yeah, good environmental custodians. It sounds like the way in which you've integrated ESG from a really early stage is impacting that decision-making not just now, but into the future, which is exactly how you want ESG to be interwoven into the fabric of a company, which is fantastic. And I guess on that point, with ESG becoming such a growing consideration for maturing organisations, how are you ensuring ESG is knowledge specifically is continuously considered across all levels of that decision making, not only within your um, employees, in your management, but you know across the board. Well, quite literally across the board, we have it as a standing item on our on our board agenda every quarter, um, just to make sure that we are um, yeah, making the most, not, on, not only being responsible, but making the most of the opportunities that come with being uh, responsible. Um, obviously, as a company that's providing connectivity in rural and remote areas, there's a lot of social good that we're able to achieve and that that, that our products enable and, and maximizing that message and letting people know that we, we that's not by accident that we're doing this because it's a problem worth solving and that uh, our products are sustainable and our company cares about the environment. But at the same time, yeah, making the most of these opportunities from the board level right through our management team, as you say, down to the um, individual stakeholders within the company and, and external stakeholders. There's just so much opportunity there. And it's it's not it's it's not easy, but it's not a large part of our time in making sure that ESG has got um, some consideration at each level of the business. Well, and even down to the end user then as well, and you know, being able to communicate that effectively and grow their knowledge in that space. As we know, consumers are looking for more um, sustainably ESG aligned products in the marketplace. Also, no doubt, it's. Uh, it's absolutely the case that um, the vast majority of consumers um, prefer to work with companies who are responsible and and it, it just makes makes complete sense for a startup to be responsible in that sense. And I guess on that note, it also makes sense from an ESG perspective in talent retention and talent identification. And I just want to touch on a point that I know has been a challenge for Zetify. Um, and 
specifically around gender diversity. I know that diversity encompasses a wide range of attributes, but engineering and specifically IT engineering is even more heavily weighed with male staff. Talk me through some of the challenges of hiring a gender diverse staff and just some of the approaches that you've trialed to build a more gender diverse team. Certainly, um, as you say, there is a challenge there in particular within uh, technical uh, STEM uh, engineering, whatever you want to call it. Um, Zetify would like to do everything we can to to um, yeah have a balanced workforce, not only because it's uh, in line with our ESG strategy and our ESG goals. It just makes again complete commercial sense to have those differing viewpoints and that diversity within our business. Achieving it is a challenge. Um, the talent pool we're recruiting from is is uh, very skewed, and there, there we take steps wherever possible from the little things like making sure sure it's very clear in our advertising, and um, and and in our job ads that we do encourage uh, yeah people from various backgrounds to apply, and specifically calling out women. Um, yeah, by doing what we can to assist the, the wider ecosystem. Uh, we don't typically host year, year 10 work experience students, but this week we do have a young lady with us who's a year 10 student from the Riverina Anglican College here in Wagga because we asked why she wanted to be here. She said she wanted a career in STEM and we said, okay, great, you're in. Um, anything we can do to encourage that is, um, is worthwhile. And as a former teacher, I believe very strongly that that needs to be happening at an earlier st stage in the education, that we need to do everything we can to teach people that technology does not equal sitting in front of a computer and doing nerdy things all day long. It's just as much about working with people and understanding how that technology can actually help people. Um, and that, that's yeah something that we would like to see more of. Um, but yeah, beyond that, uh, honestly, it's a it's a global issue, and it's it's one that I, I don't think that Zetify or any startup can necessarily solve. But those small steps, if we all do it, do make a big difference. To demonstrate the impact that Zetify's technology is having in the agriculture sector, we're going to hear from an early adopter who utilizes this technology every day. Welcome to James. So a lot of our time is spent in field uh, with clients, going through particularly their digital farm in the sky. Um, and, and indeed involves uh, a fair bit out in the field with regards to software, et cetera. So connectivity is really uh, the key for us. The challenges that we, and everyone does now, is that the, the, the telco footprint now is so small, even with a cell fire system in trying to boost that signal in, in, in order to get a hold conversations as well as actually get connected is really difficult. So when we went over to the Zetify system, it was a real game changer. With all of that connectivity and the enhanced ability to you know, make phone calls and access data, other than just being able to get on the phone or on the internet easier, how has Zetify impacted your ways of working actually in the field of agriculture or how has that been passed on to the farmers that you're working with? How does that improve their process? Well, we can actually do the job there and then. So, as you know, everything is about connectivity now. You saw the emotion even with uh, a couple of weeks ago when the satellites went down. So everything we do in, in, the, in the farming business pretty, re pretty well revolves on the technology side, revolves around connectivity. But even from a business point of view, whether you, from a, an accounting point of view, you've got my old, from you know, your digital farm in the sky, just without connectivity, you, you just can't do anything. So for us, it enables us to do the job in field rather than go, okay, well, I'll wait back till I get back to the office or back to town 
where I can get a reasonable link to actually achieve what we need to achieve. So for us, it's timeliness. To be able to actually address the problem or the issue or indeed go through the solution there and then. From a safety perspective, you're traveling some really long distances in your job. How do you find Zetify's products builds confidence or potentially, you know, overcome some of those safety implications that you might experience out on the road? Yeah, look, that's definitely that could be one aspect of it. Yeah, we do travel a lot. So from particularly Dubbo, we'll travel right up to to Burke, uh, and pretty well. So within a four hour radius is where we would travel, and a lot of those places, uh, Corinda, um, Bree or Bawarana, in town's fine. But as soon as you go out on farm, you do lose connectivity. Could it be? And does it mean um, safety? Absolutely, because all our utes are also um, tracked purely for scheduling. So you can see that oh, yeah, Tiffany's still on farm. Great, I will get Tiffany to sneak over to the other side because there's another. And so you can actually, from a scheduling point of view, but equally safety, as you said, because you go, oh, that's interesting. Tiffany's been on farm there for a long time. I wonder if, I wonder if she's all right, and then do a call and I oh, don't. No, I've got two flat tires or whatever, you know. So yeah. yeah, there is that aspect as well. There is certainly that aspect. And that is a wrap for this episode of ESG in Ten. A big thank you to Tiffany and Cultivate Funds Management, Dan Winston from Zetify, and James Neymeyer for the engaging conversation. If you like this episode, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and rate and review this episode. The content today was produced by Melanie James and Elise Phillips with audio production by Jonathan Stilianu. I'm Charlotte O'Mara and this is ESG in 10 with Fedante.